Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, people of the internet, I am Jonah O'Connor. You are my listeners, and this is the Jonah O Show. Welcome to my podcast. This is episode number one of my podcast on the app Anchor. I'm super excited to be uh, starting this new chapter in in my journey, and I'm super excited that you guys are here listening with me today. Uh, I thought that we would start off my podcast with some music. Um, I want to showcase an artist that may be lesser known than some other artists, but still very, very talented. Um, This first song on the show is called Michigan, and it is by the band The Milk Carton Kids, so I hope you guys enjoy.
I think that the um, the talent that the that those guys possess is just amazing. The way that they um, execute their hammer-ons and pull-offs on the guitar, I think it's just insanely, insanely amazing. So for a lot of my uh, a lot of my cr close um, personal friends, they uh, they know me as an individual who is uh, extremely into MMA. Uh, UFC especially, and I've just come across a story here um, on YouTube from TMZ Sports, and it's titled UFC fighter Dustin Poirier's pumped for Khabib fight, let's go TMZ Sports. So let's, uh, let's take a listen to what uh, TMZ Sports and Dustin Poirier has to say about uh, Khabib Nurmagomedov in the UFC. Khabib says September. Is that what you're looking at? You're looking for September? Or do you think you could go sooner? I think September's perfect for this fight. Uh, I believe that's when the suspension is over. That'll give me plenty of time to decompress and then get right back into training camp. It, it's perfect. Are you impressed by him? Does he impress you as a fighter? I mean, anybody who fights that many fights in the UFC and, you know, goes undefeated, uh, Mixed martial arts is a crazy, crazy thing to do, man. There's lots of variables and lots of ways to lose. To go 25, I think he's 25 and 0. That, that's impressive. Of course, I'm impressed by him. If Khabib is going to watch this, what's the diamond message for the Eagles? Let's go. He knows what's up. I know what's up. Let's fucking fight. I saw somewhere before I was reading that after your McGregor fight is when you went up to lightweight and said that you were going to go to lightweight and that's where you're going to be champion. You're there right now. Is that a fight that you'd want to do over one more time as well, that Conor McGregor fight? Because he's still out there too. You know, I'm down to fight whoever. Whatever the UFC wants to do, I don't have any grudges. I don't have any, uh, I'm not hanging on to anything. I'm trying to get back from these guys. I just want to be the champ. Whatever fight that, that gets me there, whatever fight that, that you know establishes my name at the top for the pack, that's the fight I want. What's your message to everybody out there just days away from capturing your first UFC title? Thank you guys for uh, all the support over the years, the belief, the encouragement. Everybody who didn't think I could do it, thank you. Um, you know, I I'm just trying to burn my own path in this crazy, crazy world of mixed martial arts, trying to support my family, trying to be the best person I can be um, through losses, through growing, through through anything. You know, I'm just trying to always evolve and be a better fighter, husband, father, and it's been an incredible journey, and I'm just excited to see what the future brings, man. I know you said you had a video in the past of your daughter saying her dad's the champ. Has it sunk in? Does she understand the difference now that, that daddy actually is the champ? She understands, and uh, she knows what that belt is on the counter, and it makes me feel so good, man. Every morning, she's pointing at the belt, saying, that's the champ, that's daddy's belt. I mean, I don't know if she fully understands everything, the magnitude of everything, but she definitely knows her dad accomplished something over the weekend, and, and it's a good vibe. So, uh, once again, guys, that's um, Dustin the Diamond Poirier, um, who has just uh, recently won a UFC championship. Um, speaking about um, potential fights with Conor McGregor, potential fights, um, you know, with, um, in my opinion, I think, um, I think you should fight Tony Ferguson. <clears throat> I think, um, here's my thing on, on Conor McGregor for, for any of my UFC fans. <sighs> And this is so frustrating for me. This is so frustrating for me because if you think way back when um, the whole bus incident with Khabib and Artem Lobov and the whole incident went down, um, what you really have to realize is that it was extremely, extremely publicized. Um, what Conor McGregor did was a criminal offense. Um, he assaulted multiple people. He 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 faced a little bit of jail time. I believe his bail was fifty thousand um, dollars. So he he committed a criminal act, and the UFC um, the UFC 
made it a publicity stunt, which was just, in my opinion, it was disgusting. However, um, that does not justify um, the actions of Habib Nurmagomedov, um, for example, spitting on Conor McGregor after their fight, um, getting up, jumping over the cage, causing mayhem. Um, you know, Dana White made a point that was um, actually quite interesting to me um, by saying that some individuals, it was their first UFC event there, and that was the first thing that they got to saw, which was or got to see rather, which was, um, which was absolutely disgusting. Um, I think it was absolutely horrific and absolutely disgusting. Um, and it's an embarrassment to the sport of MMA, but I give, um, I give full credit to Dustin Poirier because, um, I'll be honest, I was, uh, I still am a McGregor fan. Uh, McGregor has what I like to call the, uh, Kanye West complex. Because I heard in an interview, uh, somebody had mentioned to John Jones, like Kanye West, it's hard to be your fan. And that's the same thing, I think, with Conor McGregor. Um, because, you know, he, he, he's a good fighter. Don't get me wrong. He's a good fighter. He came into the UFC. He, he did what he said he was going to do. I'm going to knock him out in the first round. He'd knock him out in the first round. I'm going to knock him out in the second round. He knocked him out in the second round. You know, so he backed it up until he met Nate Diaz. And then people realized, like, this guy's a human being. He can be he can be beaten, and um, you know I think that uh, it's extremely frustrating that people put this godlike persona on Conor McGregor when you have so many other guys out there like good respectable guys like like um, Dustin Poirier um, who's ready for a Khabib fight. I think that he should get the Khabib fight, and uh, they should unify the belts. And I think that that's the only way to go for the lightweight division since, you know, Habib is out right now, uh, Poye is the champion right now, so I think that that's the fight that needs to happen. Another fight that uh, I really uh, believe needs to happen is uh, Donald Cerrone and Tony Ferguson. Um, I think that's another fight that I think needs to happen. Um, these are, again, these are opinions, folks. Um, I am in no way an expert on fighting. I have trained MMA in the past, but uh, again, I am no expert on fighting. I'm sure all of these individuals are phenomenal fighters and could probably break my legs just by looking at me. However, um, this is, uh, yeah, th those are my opinions. Um, and yeah, so I think uh, going forward for the UFC in the future, I think that it should be uh, Tony Ferguson versus Cerrone, definitely, and uh, Dustin Poirier versus Habib Nur Nurmagomedov. Excuse me. It's a mouthful. One thing that's um, really been irking me, um, I'm, uh, I'm, a big, uh, I'm a big gamer. I wouldn't, well, yeah, I wouldn't call myself a big gamer, but um, I do have a YouTube channel with... Uh, 48 subscribers. It's not that much, but um, you know, so I, I enjoy video games and um, one video game that I thoroughly, thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed was Red Dead Redemption 2. And this is one thing um, in particular that's really been bugging me that I've been um, seeing circulate around the internet is that um, people are complaining about um, people are complaining about Grand Theft Auto 6, and it really frustrates me, because, um, it's almost as if they're, they're too greedy, the rocks, the fans of these games are too greedy, and it really frustrates me, because when you, when you think about it, um, Grand Theft Auto 5 came out in 2013, and that would have been two years after they had started working on Red Dead Redemption 2 because um, they have announced that they've been working on that game for eight years and now people are starting to complain that GTA 6 isn't... Uh, GTA 6 is taking too long. Um, and this is where I want to kind of defend Rockstar in a, in a sense. Um, not that they need defending. Um, however... I, I find it frustrating when, when they release a game of, of this magnitude, um, Red Dead Redemption, which I believe was, I think it was like 90 gigabytes for the PlayStation 4. Um, 
It was 105 gigabytes for the PlayStation 4, and we already have access to the online mode. Um, although it is still in beta and there's not much content available for it, um, they are still finding a way to manage Grand Theft Auto Online, um, Story Mode in Red Dead Redemption 2, possible Story Mode DLCs, so many other things that they're dealing with right now and people are still complaining and it just, it really irks me. So I want to maybe send out a bit of a message to some of the players out there is just to maybe have a bit of understanding to Rockstar Games um, because they just released, an ins well I wouldn't say just, about six months ago, released a game of insane magnitude. Because in Red Dead Redemption 2, the story mode, <clears throat> there's endless things to do. And I mean endless. You could ride your horse down a mountain, tied to a wagon, strap dynamite to it, you know, you can do whatever you want. Um, it's basically, somebody described it in a way, it's like virtual reality without the headset. Because when I play Red Dead Redemption, I feel like Arthur Morgan, or in the epilogue, I feel like John Marston, you know? Um, and that's something that I've never really had from a game before, but I really, I get into those those games, and um, I think people need to stop complaining, and really just look at the good things that we already have with uh, Red Dead Redemption 2, and the, the progress of online, and where it's come, and Grand Theft Auto Online, and so many other things that have uh, been going on from Rockstar, so I just wanted to say a thumbs up to you, Rockstar. So, enough of me um, ranting and raving about um, video games, and other things. I thought that we would um, get into some more music. I'm going to be playing an artist for you, um, again, who is an independent artist. He's, he's a bit lesser known, but he does have some very good quality content. Um, his name is Ron Pope. Uh, this song is titled In My Bones, and it is live at Flux Studios. Um, and this was about six years ago, so it's quite an old video, but it is still quite good. So let's have a listen. No sense. We made love, our love was 
just pretend And now I'm trying to forget her Wow, um, what a what a talented singer, musician, artist Ron Pope is. Um, like I said, he's he's um, he's a lot lesser known, but I got into him when I was very young, and um, he's uh, he's he's put out some really good tracks, and uh, that I thoroughly enjoy, and some good morning tunes uh, in the uh, in the form of Ron Pope. You'll find a lot of. Uh, some good morning tunes and uh, just good songs in general. I mean, he's such a lyricist and such an such an artist when it comes to um, finding ways to word things, and I just find him really amazing. And I hope you guys enjoyed that song by Ron Pope. I think that a lot of times um, certain artists they don't get the recognition that they deserve, um, especially independent artists, and it's. It's, I can imagine it can be very hard being an independent artist, um, especially when you don't have a big um, record label behind you, and you have to kind of make it on your own in a sense. Um, for our next song, I wanted to um, showcase an artist that uh, a friend of mine showed me, um, and he has sort of uh, a bit of like an outlaw country folk feel to him. His name is uh, Tyler Childers and this song is called Nose on the Grindstone and it's from our vinyl sessions and I hope you guys enjoy. Cannot heal. 
Keep your nose on the grindstone and out of the pills. Well, Daddy, I've been trying. I just can't catch a break. There's too much in this world I can't seem to shake. But I remember yours. Lord, they bring me a chill. Keep your nose on the grindstone and out of the pills. Keep your nose on the grindstone. Wow, guys, what a voice that that guy has, I tell ya. Um, that guy got me through um, one of the harshest winters of my life. Um, uh, especially in February of this year, because it was, I think, minus 45 for most of the month. I got a frostbite in my right ear, and it was just brutally cold. So um, walking walking home in the snow uh, to that guy singing made me feel a little less cold on the inside. And he's such a talented musician and singer. And I hope you guys enjoyed that track from Tyler Childers. So at this point in the show, I like to... Uh, fill you guys with uh, a bit of uh, what I like to call midway motivation as we are almost at the 30 minute mark which is the midway uh, point of my podcast and I want to fill you guys up for your day so that you guys can stay motivated to do whatever it is you're doing and just to make sure that you guys are the best version and the highest, best expression of yourselves that you can be. So um, without further ado, guys, this session is titled uh, Morning Motivation, and it's where we find a motivational video on YouTube. We play it for you guys, and I hope you guys enjoy. Oftentimes in, um, in certain situations, we feel, we feel uh, quite alone, and uh, I think that a lot of people, they see a problem with, with being alone. And in this video by Team Fearless, titled Lone Wolf, um, it's just for all those fighting battles, which is everybody, because everybody's dealing with something emotionally, everybody's dealing with something personally inside of themselves. So um, I hope you guys enjoy this motivational video for our Midway Motivation, and it is entitled Lone Wolf, motivational video for all those fighting battles by Team Fearless on YouTube. You can look them up. They're really fantastic. They've helped me through a lot of tough times and I hope you guys enjoy. The wolf on the hill is never as hungry as the wolf climbing the hill. It's not easy going it alone, but if you keep going, Stay true to yourself. The wolf on the hill is never as hungry as the wolf climbing the hill. It's not easy going it alone, but if you keep going, stay true to yourself. It will be worth it in the end. The hardest walk you can make is the walk you make alone. But that is the walk that makes you the strongest. That is the walk that builds your character the most. To all of you fighting battles alone, to all of you going against the grain, battling the naysayers, stay strong, keep going. Stay strong, keep going. This walk is hard, but the hardest walks lead to the greatest destinations. The toughest climbs always lead to the best views. It will be worth it in the end. And if you show what you are made of, the right people will show up in your life. You won't be alone wolf forever.
you have qualities only few can admire because most don't possess. You have strength only few can understand because most have never experienced. So don't give in. Don't settle. Don't lower your expectations to fit into the world. You were born to stand out. You were born to lead. Lead the pack. never as hungry as the wolf climbing the hill. Always be that wolf climbing the hill. Always hungry for more. Always hungry to grow, to feed your mind and rise to the highest level you can take yourself. Never looking back, always looking forward to the next feast, feast of success in whatever you do. It does not matter if you have to walk alone for a while. It is much better to walk alone in the right direction than to follow the herd walking in the wrong direction. Stay strong. Be different. Your destiny is in your hands. Get out there and hunt it. So guys, I hope that um, that audio recording of uh, that motivational video by Team Fearless helped you guys out. I know um, oftentimes motivational videos, they really help me out um, for getting things done, for staying focused, for just rearranging my brain and especially through, uh, through meditation as well. Um, I, I often find that um, throughout the week especially... Um, I get really scattered and sometimes I get lazy with, um, I'll be honest, sometimes I get lazy with work, sometimes I get lazy with my YouTube and, um, I'm not proud of it, but it's something in me that I need to, I need to develop and, and to fix in myself. And, uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm not proud of, um, of my mistakes, but I'm, I don't let my mistakes control who I am as an individual. And I hope that you guys don't either, and I hope that that helped you as well. And without further ado, guys, let's get into the next segment of the show. So, ladies and gentlemen, um, as a Canadian, um, I do thoroughly enjoy some hockey. So we are going to talk about uh, we're going to talk about our Canadian teams in the in the playoffs, and we're going to check out. Uh, we're going to listen to uh, some highlights uh, from uh, the 17th of this month, Game 4 of the first round of the Stanley Cup playoffs, the Bruins at Toronto. And uh, without further ado, guys, let's uh, take a little listen. First period. Boston. Johansson, who missed the last two games under the weather. Marshawn with the puck. 
Out to Cruz, straight away. Far side, passed it off, turned aside by Anderson. Richie directs it out to Grislick. Now McAvoy. Grislick. Near side, Coyle. McAvoy scores! He gets it to the point. The rotation goes across the top. Great down low pass. That's good movement of the puck and a great finish. A great finish there by Charlie McAvoy. Follow shoots in from center. Six minutes gone and Curry at one. Noah Achari with an opportunity. The save by Anderson. Puck is loose. Wagner couldn't put the stick on it. Paying off with a couple of turnovers early on in this game. Here is Marshawn with a shot. That did not get through. McAvoy in front. Score! Marshawn! 2-0 Boston! Right here, good feed from behind. Puck goes astray and all of a sudden this pinch it by McAvoy. Great vision to see Marshawn on the doorstep for the easy tap-in and a huge 2-0 lead. Well, the crazy thing was the Maple Leafs had three blue sweaters back, yet they allowed Heinen to enter the zone awfully easily. McAvoy and Marshawn, three minutes, 35 seconds apart for the Bruins. The Hudson around Dermott. Dropping it off for Coyle, shot and a save by Anderson. Oh, that's a dandy save and a timely one too, Brian. He took a hit from Riley, allowing Melander to keep it alive. Morgan Riley, cross ice. Melander has time and a save by Rask. Rask is able to get it with his right shoulder. Nancy's better for Krejci, blocked off in the neutral zone by Melander. After Corlo is down the left wing with a shot. Rask to stop and then another. Second time, 
No chance as Marlowe gets in the way right there and Grass can't track it. The Brooks with a far corner. Around behind for Boston off the backhand shot and Anderson makes the stop. Now Marshawn with the puck. Two leaps back. He's giving it forward Trevor Moore. Nice move by Marshawn. He shoots. Anderson up behind him. Marshawn with it again. That shot was blocked. It is Foxton into the corner. Ten seconds. Preachy on the top for the Bruins. Clears the zone. Down to five. Nordstrom for the empty net. He scores. An important play to get the puck out and hang on for the win. The Boston Bruins have tied the series at two games apiece. The Leafs fall to another goal. Nordstrom the empty netter with two seconds remaining. Bruins win it. Six to four. So there you have it, guys. The Boston Bruins tie the series at two apiece, winning that game 6-4 to four against the Toronto Maple Leafs on the 17th of April, 2019. Um, it's getting a little nerve-wracking. I'm not, uh, not really heavily following the Stanley Cup this year. Um, I don't have cable. I usually... Um, Usually have cable around this time of year because of the playoffs, but I haven't been uh, really following it as of late. But we will try to stay up to date on it. Um, not the biggest hockey guy in the world. I know that might be shocking to some individuals due to the fact that I am Canadian. However, um, for our next segment, I thought that we might talk about some upcoming uh, films in Hollywood. So, guys, in. Um, Film news, uh, Avengers Endgame is uh, going to be coming out fairly, fairly soon. So I thought that we would uh, take this time just to listen to the official trailer for Avengers Endgame. And then we're going to talk about it some more after we listen to the trailer. But for now, let's listen to the trailer, guys. I hope you guys enjoy. So there you have it, folks. Um, Avengers Endgame will be in cinemas April 26th and in IMAX as well. And God knows that the internet is going to be full 
of spoilers. So um, best to probably stay away from uh, Facebook and Instagram for about a week, maybe, before that comes out. Um, unless you want your hopes and dreams shattered by a spoiler. As uh, Speaking of uh, spoilers... I was hoping that maybe we could get into talking about Game of Thrones. I'm kidding. I'm not going to spoil Game of Thrones because I do not have it. I am in the small percent that um, doesn't have HBO, so I'm not able to watch it this year. I've, uh, I'm all caught up, um, which I'm extremely upset about that I can't see it right now because um, I'm, I'm really cautious whenever I go on my phone to stay away from spoilers because they're they're a huge thing and it's um I've even found that people they make a game out of it where they'll 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 post a picture with an interesting fact like oh did you know that a dolphin has a cerebral cortex four times larger than a human's and then they'll say something like um you know Hodor dies or you know something like that um a certain death in the series and it uh, that that to me is frustrating, and um, I think that's very uncalled for and low. So I think that we should make it just a cardinal rule with all these amazing shows and series coming out this April. Guys, no spoilers, no spoilers. So at this part of the show, guys, um, it's almost time to wrap up. So I thought that we would um, end the show with a bit of a laugh. Um, this is a comedian from the Hot Water Comedy Club in Liverpool. He goes by the name of Paul Smith. You guys might have heard of him from the YouTube videos. Um, this YouTube video comedy skit by him is called Sausage and Waffles. So let's take a listen. The hardest thing about having kids is, is that your missus has to get pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> I can feel the fucking response from every woman in the room going, this better be fucking good, dickhead. <laughs> This better be good. <laughs> no, because I've been through it twice, man, and the first time it happened, like, my missus got pregnant with George, and I was fucking terrified of it, because, like, she just, she, she just went fucking mental. Like, she just went mental. She went crazy for a bit. And then she was, and then you think, like, like, because as a man, when you, when you see a woman, you get to, like, know the cycle of it. Um, <laughs> I can feel like I shouldn't have started talking about this. <laughs> Now you get to know the cycle of, but then it gets back to normal and you're fine. But then when she's pregnant, it's like nine months of it, and you think, oh, we'll be fine after that. Like once, once the baby's here, but it just never goes back. And then it come round the second time, and she was fucking like, oh, it was so bad. Like she threw a packet of crisps at me because they weren't vinegary enough. <laughs> like that was my fault. Like she sent me out at 11 o'clock at night and the co-op weren't open. She was like, I want the co-op ones. And I had to go to Tesco and get a crisp. And she come up, these are vinegary enough! And fucking launched them at my head. So I was terrified, while she was pregnant, I, I was terrified of it. I was like, so I was, I was walking around my house like I had post-traumatic stress disorder. Like, I was flinching at every noise and stuff like that. Like, I even took up gardening. Which... Look at me, I'm fucking ginger. I shouldn't be outside. Let's all be honest about that. Like, and the only reason I did it, and I say gardening, I can't grow anything. What I did was, right, I just went to B&M Bargains and more a hoe. Right, not a prostitute, like, like a hoe, like a, a stick with a triangle on the end, and I'd just go to the back of my garden, right, and I'd just start hitting the ground with it, just fucking, just fucking, fucking, just taking all my tensions out and that, right. And my garden, I'd been in this house for three years, my garden was that overgrown, right, that I, I didn't know, like, it was just like fruit trees and bushes and brambles and all that, I didn't know, didn't have a fence there, right. I had no idea, right? And I was out there every day because I realised that if I was far enough away from her that she'd have to get up to come and shout at me, she just wouldn't be asked doing it. So I just, I just left her there, right? And I got to the back of my garden and I, and I broke through to the, to the garden behind, right? And it's just this little kid there, right? And he's, uh, he, he was just looking through the hole, just like... <laughs> right? And I was like... He went, Who's that?! I went, hi, mate. And he went, hi, yeah. He went, what's your name? I went, hi, yeah, I'm Paul. I went, what's your name? He went, I'm Dylan. <laughs> I went, hi, Dylan. I went, what are, he went, what are you doing? I went, I'm just doing some gardening. What are you doing? He went, I'm looking for spiders. <laughs> 
I'm like, why are you looking for spiders? Don't you remember Nan said, if I find all the spiders in the garden, then you won't get into the house, right? And I was like, fair play, Dylan. Your Nan's give you good advice there. Really, if you've got kids, you'll know what's happened there is his Nan has run out of things for him to do. <laughs> I, I miss the tumbles not working anymore. And you're like, Dylan, let's just go and find all of the spiders in the garden. <laughs> Because he was one of them kids who just everyone was why, 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 but I find that dead amusing. So I'm chatting away to this kid for about 15 minutes. Didn't think nothing of it. Didn't think anything of it until about 15 minutes later when his nan came out. I went, Dylan, what are you doing? And he went, oh, I'm just talking to the man in the bushes. <laughs> and I was like, oh. And any normal person would have just stayed there and explained, but no, I just dropped me hoe and ran back in the house. <laughs> A fucking shit house, mate. <laughs> my favourite thing to do, though, my favourite thing was to just, like, I get in, I, I do this all the time, I get home from work about half eleven, like, best case scenario. And, I, and the house will be quiet, right? Especially when she was pregnant with Alex, I'll get in, house will be quiet, she'll be in bed, George will be in bed, house will be kind of down to myself, that was the only little bit of peace I got, right? And I'd love it. I'd just stick something in the oven. Wasn't going to start whipping up any mad shit at that time. Stick whatever's in the freezer in the oven. Wasn't eating very well. Just stick it all in the oven. It's fine. Sit there, wait for it to cook, right? And this one night, I had sausage and waffles in the oven. And you can fuck off if you're judging me on that. <laughs> uh, I like a bit of birds, I. Uh, I'm lying. They were Aldi's own. Uh, <laughs> but I had them in the oven, right? And I'm just sat there enjoying the piece, and it was fine, right? And then, she's eight months pregnant at this point, right? That's how terrifying she was. She storms into the kitchen, but not like an eight-month pregnant woman. Like a fucking SWAT team, right? <laughs> she kicked the door, she was like, Are you cooking with garlic? <laughs> and I was like, what? She went, are you cooking with garlic? Because for some reason, I didn't know this. Pregnant women develop like a heightened sense of smell. Like some evolutionary fucking reason means that they need to be able to smell everything in a three mile radius, right? And she can smell garlic from somewhere and she's fuming about it now. And she thinks it's me and she's like, are you cooking with garlic? And I'm like, no, I've got, uh, 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 I've got sausage and waffles in the oven. And she's like, <laughs> start sniffing around the kitchen like I'm fucking lying to me. Well, I can smell garlic. Why can I smell garlic? Are you cooking with garlic? And I was like, you know what? Someone's so confident, son. You know you've got sausage and waffles in the oven. But even you start thinking, am I making a lasagna? Like, <laughs> I had to go and look in the oven. I was like, it's fucking sausage and waffles. Look, it's sausage. I, 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 then I got angry then because I knew I, I knew I was right then. I was like, it's fucking sausage and waffles. She was like, well, why can't I smell garlic? I was like, I don't know, love. You need to fuck off because it's just sausage and waffles. <laughs> like, I don't know why you can smell garlic. I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know what's going on. She was like, well, I can smell garlic. <laughs> I can smell garlic. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. I, I, I was like, I don't, I, don't, I don't know. She storms out of the kitchen. Right, storms out, fuming, fuming. I'm fuming now. She's fuming, I'm fuming. She storms out. She slams the door behind her. But she had mood swings, right? So her mood just changed, right? And then she came back, and the, the sound of the door slamming hadn't even finished reverberating around the house. <laughs> That's how quickly, right, it changed. She storms back into the kitchen, but not angry now, like crying, uncontrollably weeping, like... <laughs> and I'm still fuming, I'm on a completely different level now. And she's like, <laughs> I know it's not you, but I can smell garlic and it's made me feel sick and you need to find the garlic because it made me feel sick and I don't know what to do. Because I can't sleep and you need to just find it. No man can deal with that range of emotion. <laughs> None of us. I was just frozen. I didn't know how to deal with it. I was just stood there going, I don't know what to do. Like, I don't know what to do. I was like, I was like a rabbit in the headlights just thinking, oh my God, just fuck it. I don't know what to do. I, I, I'm, I'm making sausage and waffles. I just want some peace. I don't know, I don't know what to do. Cause fucking, I, I, just want, I just wanted to come in, have me sausage and waffles and I don't, I'm not even cooking my garlic. You just, just fucking, just go back to bed, you silly fat bitch. Ladies and gentlemen, that was uh, Liverpool comedian Paul Smith from the Hot Water Comedy Club uh, telling a skit uh, called Sausage and Waffles. It's on the Hot Water Comedy Club YouTube page. And you guys can look it up if you want to rewatch it. And I would advise that you um, look up a lot of his material because um, he's actually quite a talented, uh, quite a talented comedian. Well, guys, we are um, 
<clears throat> almost at an end here. We are at uh, 55, or actually 56 minutes now. So I'm going to leave you uh, with a song. And for our closing remarks, I'm going to say thank you so much for um, viewing my first podcast. I really appreciate it. And I will post another one tomorrow, guys. So I'm going to leave you guys with some music here. And I hope you guys enjoy. So the last song on our morning show is Marshmallow featuring Bastille. And this is called Happier. Once again, guys, thank you so much for tuning in to the show. Uh, really means a lot. All your uh, all your support. Thank you so much. Um, I really had a blast actually actually doing this. Um, so uh, thank you guys so much. Um, enjoy your Thursday. Uh, local time right now is 6:24 a.m. I hope you guys have a fantastic day. I am just Joan O. Thank you for tuning in to the Jonah O Show and I will see you guys next time. It's eating me up inside But we run our course We pretended we're okay Now if we jump together At least we can swim far away from the wreck we made Then only for a minute I want to change my mind Cause this just don't feel right to me Happier than only for a minute.